gotta take this super serious. Super. Yes. The preparation, <laughs> the two hours of prep for this episode <laughs> is now finished. And we are officially. We're dialed. Dialed. And are we? Is this officially in season now? Preseason's mm-hmm. out. Or, uh, That's a good question. I mean, I think in seasons once the first. Yeah, so season started, right? Okay. None of us Doha, played yet, though. Because Doha was the first. My pre- I'm still in preseason. Yeah. Right? I'm still in preseason. So we're going to run this the Wednesday before Miami. So none of us will have played. And, well, you played I played, I played one match. You <laughs> played one match. <laughs> and you have played king of the court. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still preseason. Yeah. We're not yeah. yet in season. Yeah. I'm excited that I won that. Finally got a king of the court title. Oh. <laughs> it's like that one with Troy recording the uh, the alternate endings. Yeah, right. <laughs> really disappointed in our performance there. <laughs> Not a great start. <laughs> That'll be fun. When's the last King of the Court you played? Um, I don't know. I think I only played like two, two maybe three. Okay. Hawaii, Huntington, and maybe this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've even played internationally. I don't think so. I haven't played. I was going to be in the qualifier. And I was like, ah. you can play. I love being having the pregnant wife card to oh, play yeah. whenever I don't want to do something. <laughs> Wilco was like, I have a spot for you in the qualifier. I was like, hold on, let me find it. Pregnant wife. I can't <laughs> yeah, go. Pregnant wife. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's epic. It's a good excuse, man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. They are fun, though. I've heard, yeah. I did. I do want to play in one at some point, especially because Wilco is always so good to me. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, and the events are unanimously approved of by the players. They love them. Yeah. So you can't lose. You can't lose. So when are you're going out after the King of the Court event for yeah, a couple so days before? Me and JM leave the Tuesday before Miami, and we, gosh, I think it's gonna be we're gonna be tied for. The last main draw oh, no. spot with Dentler and Skylar Del Sol. We have the exact same amount of points. All four players have the exact same total, oh, and I gosh. don't know how, how the tiebreak is. In my biased opinion, I hope it goes to best, most recent finish, which would be my fifth and Tavares. <laughs> it should get us through. Yeah. But I don't think that's it. I've never, yeah, I've never heard of that. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I mean, when you have like 6,246 points, it's so hard to imagine that four people would have the exact same. Well, because I always, I was looking <laughs> right. at Brandy, Brandy and Mel and Sophie and Sarah for like the Doha event, and they all had the same points, but one's higher than the other because of like what entry point, but they all have the same entry points too. So I don't know how they decided who was yeah. seated differently. Well, it's like me and Trevor and Theo and Kim. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have the exact points. Right. MVP yeah. and FIB. And FIB. Yeah. So I don't know who. I don't know what the tiebreak is, I don't know. but I want to say AVP might go to your fifth best finish. So it's your best four out of six. Yeah, but we're, oh, probably. and they might go to well, your fifth. Well, because I'm, I have that, that second with Hayden. Yeah. So that might. That'll put you up. Things up. Yeah. Oh, that should give you the edge. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll I don't see. even know what the seedings are until yeah. day of anyway. Yeah. yeah. And but then I, you're, when are you cruising down to We're going to leave Thursday for Miami. We play Friday, but we're hoping it's a not, we're not too jet lagged and it's pretty quick. Uh, the first round, everyone makes it through. Yeah. You don't want to be stuck in the elimination phase, but yeah, um, yeah, we're, we're not trying to. 
go too too far ahead. And then you go straight to La Paz. What's well, your route? I think we're gonna come back for a day or two. Oh, here. Yeah. Because oh, it's so I easy. Yeah. They're going <laughs> I straight down. You were in Miami. It's yeah. almost on the way back. Like home yeah, almost on yeah, the way back. Yeah. Yeah. Not in Miami AVP, which sucks, but I forgot about that. Whatever. Yeah. La Paz is sweet. I'm so happy good. for everyone who gets to go experience yeah. that place. It's yeah, so cool. Yeah. I hope that you get some night matches. A night match Ooh. against Mexico in La Paz is some of the most fun you'll have playing. I wonder, yeah, well, Miguel, Miguel, and, uh, Juan. Miguel and Juan, they're definitely signed up. They're That's in. who Evan played when the crowd was just absolutely ridiculous. Oh, it sick. was so fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are they doing it? Do you know if they're doing it at the same beach? I don't know. What's mm-hmm. hilarious is that, so I had probably 10 people email or message me saying, I want to go to this event. Where do I go? Why are we making it so hard for people to find where the events are? Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with Miami. Yeah. Dude. And so I had to have Evan Let's send not me. Get into it. This is the, don't, don't start me. <laughs> I, I had to Evan, Evan sent me the letter that Sean sent to the players, and then I sent it to them. I was like, here's where the beach is. Here are the hotels. Yeah. Find a close one. Yeah. It's so hard for people just to go to the event and find the beach. I know. Yeah, I had people. Want to come down, support your event. Yeah. Probably spend some money. <laughs> Make your whole business successful. Like, this is what you're trying to do, right? And we're not gonna make it easy on you. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good step. Let's make it easy to find where the event's being played. So I, exactly. I, I don't. I, I would imagine it's at the same place, um, but that beach is small. I know because for an, an elite sixteen, you can get away with the two courts plus warm up court. But for a challenger, there's too many teams. Like you need more courts than that. So I don't know. What they're gonna do about that? Checking the audio. Time will tell. Yeah, just make sure we're recording. <laughs> I just watched you just zone right in. <laughs> hey, someone's got to be looking out for it. Yes. We left our fans hanging. Uh, yeah, we have a few times. Oh man. Uh, well, Seth, what kind of questions we got? We got you know the whole variety. We still have people asking about came and try, and we you know, we got all <laughs> that, all the stuff. <laughs> But a couple, couple about Miami. Who do you, who are your picks for Miami, and um, you know, who are your picks for just AVP season in general? Some dark horse teams, but uh, yeah, definitely a couple about Miami. Thoughts on Phil and Troy. A um, couple questions about Troy. What's Troy up to? That's you know international. Yeah. Always questions about Zana. Who's Zana playing yeah. with the whole, the whole deal? But well, uh, Zana's got yeah. uh, picked up by Carrie for mm-hmm. a couple. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. We don't have to answer the Troy question because we just had him on the podcast. Just had him. Yeah. So just go ahead and listen to that just episode. go ahead and take a listen. Yeah. That'll be up a couple weeks after this one. Oh. Done such well, a good yeah. job. It's coming. Preparing. Yeah. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, let's just talk a little bit about Miami. I actually have a, qu- I have a question for you, my own question. How late can you, I don't know if you guys know this, but how late can you pull out of an AVP event? I don't know. I'm pretty sure you can do it the night before. So we're trying, we're obviously going to La Paz, and I'm like, if for some reason we don't qualify and we're in the Miami main draw, we're going to charge try back. Get yeah. over there. Obviously, I don't want to manifest well, that, but I'd love to at least play something that weekend, yeah. but I don't know. Corinne and Skirm did that I in Ostrava to New Orleans last year. But then if you qualify for the, for the FIVB, then you, you, they just pull someone, yeah, like a lucky they just loser get a lucky or someone. Loser. Yeah, so I mean, it's not, uh, it's not a big deal yeah. if you do it. And someone's stoked in the qualifier. Yeah, I know. So I know. 
So yeah, so I think go for it. I mean, we don't even know where we'd be on the AVP list, but if Taryn and Kristen and Kelly and Sarah are actually both doing Lapaz, which they're still signed up for, then that opens up two spots for Tony and I to mm-hmm. sign up and. So, I say go for it. I don't know. I'm a big it. fan of hedging the bets. So yeah. we'll see. Love to love to make some sort of money that weekend. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> play play one or the other. It might be a trek to get over there, but you know it is what it is. But let's talk a little bit about um, yeah. Who's your pick for AVP Miami winner? I want to say it's Troy's time, but I just think it's the Taylor's time. Maybe they're a little rusty. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is there? Long off season. Who else would be? Who would be the third team there? Budinger and Miles Evans. Mm. I think those are Oof. kind of the big three, and then you have Andy's playing with Billy Allen, which I wouldn't say is a favorite, but they could oh, beat any of those three teams. Uh-huh. Yeah. True. Um, I think Partain's out there practicing. Why? Why wouldn't he play? I think Andy had committed to play that one with Billy. Maybe. Thinking that and I think I think Miles wants. A little break from competing gotcha. before he goes back to just all grinding. Grinding. Because once you, I mean, you know, once you go, you go. Yeah. So I'm picking the Taylors. Yeah. Picking the Taylors. Yeah, I think the Taylors are going to make a big leap this year. Um, I'll take Troy. I like it. Let's go. He's with Phil for that, the king of the court and, and that yeah. event. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Phil's not training at all. We all know this. He's just cruising and then <laughs> he's just filling. probably staying in shape. Yeah. He'll train for like a week or two. But I think Troy will be pretty fired up. There's not really too much pressure. There's enough pressure, but not yeah. too much. Could be his day. I, I want Troy to win an AVP, yeah. partly because I want us to be right. Because right. we both picked Troy to be the next guy to win right, his right, first. Right, yeah. And so I do want that to happen. And also because when I'm not there. I like Troy. Yeah, and <laughs> you're not there. Um, but I think that the, this will be the Taylors. Yeah. And I'm thinking maybe New Orleans will be Troy's time when everyone's gone in Brazil. I'm going to be in New Orleans, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Not going to Brazil. Trav, you moved up. I moved up? You're number 10. So, But I'm tied with. They're nine and you're they're nine, you're ten. Yeah. But it's so the there's still a bunch of teams that are gonna sign up. I think we'll be twelve, thirteen. And I don't know what the tie break is. I know, I wanted to see who was signed (laughs) up and see. Yeah. The women's side I gotta go is Sponsel and Therese. Mm -hmm. Because Oh, Mel and Brandy. Oh. Might be Brandy's first. Brandy hasn't won one, right? Brandy's first. Oh, wow. She was our pick to win. Troy and Brandy. Brandy, We could get them both at once. (laughs) Ding, ding. Yeah, Uh Brandy, Mel, Therese, Sarah, Betsy, Julia. That's the top three. That's a fun one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, you got to go Mel Brandy, right? Yeah, I think so. They've been going at it for a while. They got a nice block of training in. Doing the Brazil thing. Yeah. I'm going Mel Brandy. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I, I would too. Unless, of course, I don't qualify for La Paz. Then. <laughs> then got to bet on myself. Sad's taking it. Got to bet like on myself. That. I don't even know if we'd be in. Oh, you got Timmy Kyle, too. They're, They're going to be sneaky this year. Yeah. yeah. Like, I could see them in the final, to be honest. I'm interested yeah. to see. Paul and Leela, that's another one. I'm interested yeah, to no, see no, both. No one knows. Yeah. How Tim responds to now having pe- a good year, having He's some expectation. Yeah. yeah. He's training really well. Um. Obviously, it's different when you get in the competition, but he's playing really well. Yeah, because I think last year there is there is some benefit to being new, and I don't think many people looked at Tim 
until maybe the end of the year. It's like, oh, I got to worry about this guy. But now people know you got to worry about him. They're going to study him a little bit more. Yep. 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 And so there is always the possibility of the sophomore slump. Not that I would ever root for that to happen. Well, and Kyle's got to stay healthy too. You know, I think he's had some nagging stuff, which I think he will. Um, But Kyle's getting better too. Yeah. Yeah. So I have high hopes, but I think that there might be. A little dip. Yeah, little yeah, dip. yeah, yeah And yeah. then the readjustment period mm-hmm. to come back up. Right. Yep. I believe it. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Time will tell. Time will tell. All right. So we got our picks. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, so what is – this is also on here, but personal question too. With the whole Bally's – is Bally's ba- filed for bank bankruptcy? Like is that what happened or is it a s- section of Bally's? Like what is – what's going to happen with the AVP you guys think moving forward after that whole thing yeah. happened? Well, I don't really know what's um, going on but. It's uh, the structure of it isn't super simple. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of different uh, branches of Bally's, which is Sinclair and Diamond Sports, and Bally's is in that umbrella as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's the regional sport networks. It's the television side of things that's going bankrupt. Yeah. And the ones, the biggest losers are the MLB, which is owed a huge amount of money. And the NBA, especially the Pelicans, the Pelicans got screwed big time because they're owed somewhere in the realm of $550 million. Yes. And that's a, that's a colossal sum of money. How does Evan, does Evan even know he, oh my gosh, that's his team. I can't believe he's never (laughs) talked about that before. Yeah. And so so what happened is Bally's missed an interest payment on a, I want to say a $2 billion debt. And so that triggered the bankruptcy uh, motions, I guess. It got that in motion. And it's not like bankruptcy happens overnight. This shit takes a long, long time. And so short term, I don't really think a whole lot's going to happen with the AVP Mm because the AVP, when you look at the numbers compared to one, two billion that they're in debt and how much they owe the Pelicans and the MLB, the AVP is a rounding error. Yeah. And so, (laughs) which you could just dump it. Right, because it's probably a money loser. Right. But I don't think it'll happen this year. Long-term prospects obviously don't look great when you're owned by a company, a part of which is going bankrupt. Right. But in the short term, I wouldn't be overly concerned Mm -hmm. about it. But I would not be surprised if the AVP was back on the market in the next five years. A couple years, yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah, Yeah, I have no idea. Travis is my information on that one. (laughs) I know. I don't either. That's I was curious about that. Um, I'll stay on the ABP topic and then we'll jump back over to FIVB stuff. Um, But the, uh, what do you guys think of the new, I mean, there's still the tour series stuff, but they changed the point system a little bit. They added more qualifiers on Thursdays. So what do you guys think about that, all that? I think it kind of had to happen. Yeah. We talked about a lot last year that all the tour series were – it was awesome for players at my level, that low main draw upper qualifier. It gave us a ton of stuff to play, and the prize money and points were great. The points were crazy weighted in our favor. Yeah. 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 Um, and I can't imagine that the tour series were profitable or anywhere close to it for the AVP to run. So are they – Are they? so I know they're changing the point system a little bit. Are they – is everyone who had their points from last year, do they get to keep those points yeah. or do they just re- are they readjusted yeah. based on... Your grandfather so moving forward. Okay. Yeah, so, so now a Tour change. Series win is a ninth, whereas before a Tour Series win was a third of a Pro Series. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. 
So they tried. That makes it. more sense. Yeah. <laughs> right. I guess they listened to the podcast. I don't know. They must, must have, have been my rants early last year. <laughs> 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 so I think it had to happen. I love the tour series, mm-hmm. but I do think a reduction in those events was probably what was best for the AVP. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the day of qualifiers, they suck, hate them, also love them. Because there's no them. greater feeling than when they that last qualifying. ball lands. Because me and Jam had to qualify in Manhattan, and that was the first sort of day of qualifier we'd played. And when the last ball lands, it's just different. Mm. It's different. You know, versus in Denver when you get a fifth and you're like, did we do that? Are we in or are we out? And you have to do some beautiful mind calculations. Right. It's, or, it's or you weird. make it to the semis right. and you're like, oh, we're in. But we still were like, because me and Tony did that for... What was it? Austin and New Orleans. We took a third. We we went to Panama City and San Antonio, and we lost in the semis both times because it was such a, like, a... Yeah. We made it. But now we're we're still trying to win a tournament. So it's weird. You have to go into it looking to win versus qualify. qualify, But there were so many events that, like, top teams were playing, especially, like, the Maestrinis and those people that Mm -hmm. are automatically in the main draw. And you have to you're calculating like okay with this trickle down mm. I had I had girls like talking at tournaments like okay literally if we win this if we break pool and win one game we qualify because on the if if they win and they they're calculating like all these yeah. crazy numbers just to see like and it's just if you have to break pool and win one game I mean it's it's just a crazy format yeah but. and again I think tour series it was awesome for the players yeah. yep. if it were if it is sustainable it'd be amazing to keep mm-hmm. that going I love that they jack the points down because that'll keep the maestrinis and players like that who are already in from playing i think because it almost hurt you to skip like rafu and dave palm Mm -hmm. they skipped hermosa to play wapaka because the points and the prize money made more Uh, sense to play a tour series than a pro series so i think i think it was a pretty good move and then they're on the like bvb wins list right (laughs) leading the tour (laughs) confusing fans once again Baumgren cracked me up about that we were talking about after he won virginia he goes, you know, it's a bummer because that's going to go on my BVB as a win, mm. an AVP win, and the players know it's he not. He wants a real win. Yeah. 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 So uh, I think it's, I think the schedule is good. Well, some people are like AVP champions, Instagram bio. Right. Boom. Lifetime AVP champion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But then you get, I mean, this year you'll have some pro series. They're just watered as down. watered down as the tour series. You got to draw a line somewhere. Yeah, and I, I well, just so I draw it at the pro series because like, yeah. the top teams are on that tour and have the intention of playing every event that yeah. they can. If you get a San Francisco Open that we used to have, where that no one could go to that event, is what it is. Right. Bonus. Someone's someone's gonna score. Bonus pancakes. Like, like Madison, exactly. <laughs> Ed Ratledge. <Yeah>. Bonus pancakes. <laughs> Madison McKibben. Yep. Got to give it to him. You have yeah. to. Yeah. What about um, all the – there are so many conflict. There's conflict with Miami. There's conflict. And this is just challenger and elite and pro and gold. There's Miami. There's New Orleans. Those are both challenger Hermosa, conflicts. Manhattan. And then Hermosa, Manhattan are elite 16 conflicts. So do they – does the AVP have like – obviously you need a per- – there's permits for the Manhattan, Hermosa, obviously. But do like how far in advance do they – have to like work. I don't know how permits work. You book the permit, whatever it is. Like, why is there so many conflicts this year? Ver- you know, because the FIVB schedule came out earlier than the FIVB ABP's. could care less. Yeah. Basically, Manhattan's been on the same weekend forever, yeah. from what I understand. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and they're not going to switch their schedule because then no. if if FIVB makes another switch, now they screwed up and 
and the city uh, plans around it a bit. Yep. That's kind of what you want, especially on domestic tours. Well, like it's like the, the six-man, too. Like Everyone looks forward to the, what exactly. is it, the first weekend of August or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, You can't really change around it, Yeah, which sucks. Um, but this is the same problem we've had forever. So Yeah. The one <laughs> I will say that I talked to Wilco, and I asked him just how he managed to get an international event in the United States for the first time in a really long time since, what, Vegas? Maybe? Yeah. And that's one of the questions, Whoa, too, that's like trippy. international yeah. events in the U.S. Yeah, It's been a long Dang. time, four years. And so I just talked, asked him how he did it, and he goes, I think I lost 200 days of my life oh my God. trying to, to plan. Because he also said I was trying to find the right day, the right weekend where I could not conflict with the FIVB, not conflict with the AVP, and actually make it advantageous for them to come to King of the Court. Right. And he hit it perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Right before AVP Miami, right before La Paz. Yeah, so clearly that city already wants beach volleyball and is ready for it at that time. Yeah. It's probably the same venue, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to think so. Yeah, right before La Paz, yeah. And now people are coming to his event instead of the AVP. Yeah. Which is hilarious that <laughs> AVP didn't just make that swap. Yeah. Because clearly the city was down to have an event the weekend before that. Right. Yeah, so I think... I don't think the AVP really looks at volleyball world scheduling because the scheduling, I mean, events come and go, they get postponed, they get canceled. Yeah, it bit, them, it bit them in the butt in the past, I think, mm-hmm. so they just stopped altogether, which I don't think is totally the the right strategy there. Like, it's, it's still your tour and scheduling, like, it fully can screw it up, yeah. but... Also, like, they can't look too much into it. Yeah, Yeah, I was talking to Cam a little bit in the gym, and I was asking him, like, you know, obviously you guys are doing uh, La Paz, but I was asking about New Orleans and um, Hermosa, and he, he mentioned you guys were going to do New Orleans, like, come back after Brazil won, try and do New Orleans, but then maybe, and then you'll for Hermosa you'll do Shad, but then Manhattan's up in the air because who knows well, where you'll be at at that time. Yeah, it's hard, Ideally, hard we, to plan. Yeah, we're planning on playing Manhattan – Unless we have to go to, mm-hmm. like, there for some reason, you know, points. There's no point in planning it right now. Because it's too far away. But, yeah, like, we're going to do everything we can to mm-hmm. be in Manhattan. Yeah. And it sucks. Like, I could, if I could hit a good drive, I could hit a golf ball all the way from my house <laughs> to the beach in Hermosa. <laughs> Maybe if I had Travis hit it. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's brutal. Those home hometown events. But Dude, I know. It is what to it miss is. it would be so lame. I know. The I mean it's I feel like it'd be easy to schedule around Ashtad, which is the same weekend every year. Yes. That's Hamburg's. true. They literally put yeah, that's a good point. They put Hermosa Beach. Hermosa Beach, where we all train. We're all here. Over the one world tour event that has been on the same weekend. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Now well, I have to give you shit for that AVP. Now that I think about that, that's on you. You guys blew that. And that's the one everyone wants. It's like this is the most gorgeous. Like that's one that I would love to go to. Yep. It's like such a beautiful yeah. event. Like, yeah, and so. people want to go to that event. Yeah. So. I mean, maybe if we do well enough, we can skip skip it. But shame on you, AVP. <laughs> you struck out on that one. You'll get that gold in the pot. So you can start skipping. There we go. Yeah. Well, exactly. It's a good incentive. Yeah. Um. We're going to take a quick break from the show, not just any break. 
This is the Waiakea Water Break. Now, Waiakea has been keeping us hydrated all year long, not just with any ordinary water. This is Hawaiian volcanic water. In all those bottles you saw, what's really cool is that they're made up of 100% post-consumer recycled ocean-bound plastic. So what that means is that each bottle helps remove the equivalent of five bottles from ocean-bound beaches, waterways, and cities. So they're not just keeping us hydrated. They're helping out the environment, too. And try, that's not the only cool thing they're doing. That's right. They're giving back to those in Hawaii through the Kokua Initiative, which supports the local food banks and the nonprofits out there. Another really cool thing is that they make coffee. I'm a big coffee fan, so I'm excited to drink this product. And for every pound of coffee purchased, Waikia donates a book to a child through its literacy program. So use promo code SANCAST online at waikia.com to receive 20% off your order. You can also pick some up at 7-Eleven. Live healthy, live sustainably, live ethically, live aloha at waiakea.com. Thank you guys, the listeners, for giving support to the sponsors, which then allows us to continue supporting us. It's a virtuous cycle. We love it. We love that you're listening. We love that the sponsors are on board. And we love that Wilson Volleyball has been with us since day one. Almost five years now, Wilson has been working with the boys, and we love those guys. We love the volleyballs they make, the ball carts they make. We love the apparel that they make. I saw Troy Field playing golf with the golf clubs that they make. We love Wilson. Love everything they got, love everything they put out there, and as do you. And to get a 20% discount of all Wilson materials, just the volleyball stuff, get use the discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, that's SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson materials. I mean, I'd say that off-season's coming up, but there's really no off-season. But at this point in the year, you probably need to restock up on volleyballs. I know I have. I just put in an order for 15 more. It's about time for you to do the same. So use the discount code SANDCAST-20 to restock on all Wilson volleyballs, the best beach volleyball in the game. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Greens. And guess what? Try and I just signed on another year-long contract with Athletic Greens, keeping the partnership going because it is one of the best partnerships we could have for this podcast. If you guys aren't on Athletic Greens yet, if you're not taking those scoops of those green veggies, I cannot recommend it enough. I haven't been sick in two years because of Athletic Greens, and we bring it on the road. They have these awesome little travel packs that they bring. you can bring on the road with you. I bring them everywhere. I haven't missed a day in the last year and a half or so pretty much ever since me and try started working with them it's basically a multivitamin the the best multivitamin on the block it's cheap it's less than three dollars a day which it might sound expensive but if you're investing in your health it's cheaper than your cold brew coffee habit it's cheaper than the lattes and it's way better for you all right, it's it's the the best all-in-one nutritional insurance you can get. I mean, Joe Rogan, he has it. Tim Ferriss is promoting it. Michael Gervais promoting it. Andrew Huberman's promoting it. All the big dogs are. We're just the little dogs here at Sandcasting. We're promoting it, and we stand by it. Me and Try, we've been healthy all season long, despite playing two huge schedules this year. And Try's got another couple big ones coming up with Olympic qualifying. And the best way we're fueling ourselves: Athletic Green. And you can fuel yourself the same way by using our code athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. All right, that's where you get our partner deal. You will get five free packs and a year's supply of their vitamin D. That is a year's supply 
of vitamin D. Now we're on the beach. We get a lot of it anyway, but you can always use more. It's so good for your immune system. It's so good for your overall health. So that is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. That's where you will find our partner deal. So I cannot encourage you enough to pick up some athletic greens today. If you love the podcast and want to show how much you love the podcast, then get some Sandcast merchandise. We've got t-shirts, we've got tank tops, we've got coffee mugs, hats, long sleeves, sweatshirts, backpacks, you name it. If you go to sandcastmerch.com, you can find virtually anything you want. And if there's nothing in our store that you don't that you want, you can just send us an email and we'll make it for you. That's how easy it is. So if you want to rock your the merch of your favorite podcast today, tomorrow, whenever you want to get it, go to sandcastmerch.com and start rocking some Sandcast apparel. Looking for a book to read? Well, I know the absolute perfect one. If you're listening to this podcast, that means you are obviously a volleyball fan of some sort, be it indoors or beach volleyball. And that means that you have probably heard of a guy named Ken Steffes. And if you haven't, well, you can flip open our book, Kings of Summer. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, anywhere books are sold. You can find our book, Kings of Summer, The Rise of Beach Volleyball. Now, Ken, he didn't do interviews for like 20 years after his retirement when he was 30. He's the most dominant beach volleyball player of all all time. He won more than half the tournaments he played. He won the 1996 Olympic gold medal with Karch Karai, and we wrote all about it. We had the first inside look of the rise of beach volleyball from the first professional tournament in 1976 up until those 1996 Atlanta games, the first that beach volleyball was in the Olympics. I had an absolute blast working on this book with Kent, and Kent had a blast writing on it. He's been writing a ton on Facebook. He is back in the beach volleyball game, and the best, I mean, it's honestly... You know, it's the work that I'm probably more proud of than anything that I've done because it, it had interviews from all the greats. It had Sinjin Smith, it had Karch Karai, it's got Randy, Dodd, Hovland, and then Kent's there the whole time, his voice going in and out and writing it with me. And if you're a fan of old school beach volleyball, if you're a fan of beach volleyball at all, if you're a fan of volleyball or the Olympics or just stories of greatness, that is the one for you. So go ahead, go to Amazon and pick up a copy of Kings of Summer today. So, Carrie and the AVP, I know she's playing with Zana for the king of the court and whatnot, but what do we think about her and the AVP? I don't really know where that whole situation is. Oh, yeah. Good point. I don't know. So, I, mean, I know Zana and, and Carrie are doing king of the court, and then Zana and Jess, I'm, I'm actually set to play them in La Paz, first round in the qualifier. We're 16, really? 17. That, I'm sure it'll change, was, but yeah. it's been, I saw it like a week and a half ago, and I was like, yeah, it'll change. And it's still like that. I'm like, hmm. oh, my God, if we go all the way and play another U.S. team. But her and Jess are set to play in that. And then I don't. Uh, after that, I don't really know. I mean, I, I, I don't know if her and Carrie are set for international. I don't really know uh, where they stand. But I don't know. Zana kind of had a weird sit season last year playing with Brandy on the AVP because Zana's such a talented player. But if you've got – it's like the Sarah Hughes thing. Like you get stuck like playing with Brandy on the AVP, which is – incredible but yeah. then you're internationally there's struggles so yeah. i don't know it's kind of an interesting situation yeah, i don't know zana hasn't been able to find a consistent partnership yeah i don't know either i think it seems like she's just been used as kind of a stepping stone mm-hmm. where people will just be like zana for points and then i mean tony went <laughs> went to you yeah. um i'm hoping that she can find someone steady because Some i think she's really freaking good yeah um i think the avp should invite carrie 
back, I think. Yeah, because it's new ownership too, right? Yeah. Well, if Carrie's training, like she has to have already gotten in touch with them. Yeah, if she wants to play the AVP. I mean, she gonna, I mean she, is she playing international? Her and Zana are signed up for the challenge in Brazil. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Why not Mexico? We don't know. I think um, Zana was already committed to playing with Jess. The registration. Yeah, <laughs> That's so wild. Yeah, so I think, I think uh, her and Zana are kind of... And it's kind of a win-win for both. Carrie mm-hmm. playing with Zana and Zana playing with Carrie because Zana gets to play with the greatest player in the history of the sport. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And Carrie gets to pick up Zana's points as well as a really good defender. Yeah. Scrappy, yeah. Like it's a win-win. If Carrie gets points and wants to keep playing with Logan Tom, then cool. It was kind of a win-win for both. Yeah. Yeah. So Carrie, get, Carrie gets some points, and then she pulls Logan Tom onto her. Maybe. That's the strategy, maybe? Maybe. Or maybe. I don't know anything about Logan Tom besides I know she was a beast indoors back in the day. Yeah. She's kind of like the previous Jordan Larson, from what I understand, right? Yeah. Like she's just that guess, girl I mean, for the beast. national team. Yeah. And she played a little beach, but now like 10 years later, she's coming back. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Which, I mean, great storylines for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we can get them on the pod. Yeah, hopefully. That's the plan. I talked to Carrie, and she said that she's going to kind of keep a low profile through yeah. April. Seems like it, because usually any Carrie news gets pretty blown up, so she's for doing sure. a good job. Yeah, because I, I just talked to her after the NBC story went up. It says, you know, Carrie's playing with Logan Tom, uh, and she said, no, nah, it's kind of all I want to do interview-wise mm, for a while. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I know it's interesting. I live on Eighth, and I bike out, and I see her all the time. And I actually ran into her the other day too. And I'm gonna we're going up to the Mamba. I know it's, this is tomorrow; it'll be released a different time. But we're yeah. going up to the Mamba Academy, Academy or yeah. whatever tomorrow because the weather's looking bad. And so we got a little group going up there, and um, so I'm excited to to train against. I don't know if she's with Zana or Logan. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but I haven't I haven't really gotten a chance. I always bike past on all my way, but I never. I haven't gotten a chance to see her play. I haven't gotten a chance to train against her. So it'll yeah. be nice to just like, that's like, it's kind of like bucket list thing for me. Like, yeah, practice with Carol, you know, yeah. like yeah. it's just, it's one of those things just growing up totally. and watching. So it'll be cool to do it at that place as well. That's, that's pretty freaking epic. Yeah. Anyway, so it was trippy when I was, it. oh, yeah. for sure. She works so freaking hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't she, bet against she, goats. She checks all the bo- boxes. <laughs> yeah. Is she officially the goat, by the way? She's gotta be. Yeah. Right. Because she has indoor, she, medals, she has indoor medals, doesn't she? Medal. It's funny that you like, well, what about April? Nope, not even close. Like, yeah. You can't compare three gold medals to a bronze, silver, and gold, yeah, which I is mean, ridiculous. April's the only one who, the only woman who's won a medal of every color. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but that's not more impressive than three golds <laughs> that's not and more a bronze. Not even close. So that's, yeah. And she's won so many tournaments. Yeah, tournament lit. She's got to be the guy. It was hilarious because when I was talking about Taylor Sander having a great rookie year, and I was just doing it, comparing it to the guys, but someone on YouTube was like, I think Carrie would have something to say about that. And I looked at her rookie year. She was eight for eight. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> but it was just the guys. Taylor Sander was the best for the guys. But Carrie, that's untouched. Literally yeah. untouchable. You can't beat that. Yeah, no. She won what? eight out of eight. That's gnarly. <laughs> oh my god. Who she with? Misty. Oh well. She also had the best defender. That's the cra- That's the f- interesting thing when you look at like the goat factors and stuff. It's like some people spend a significant amount of time with the three, four, 
fourth, fifth best defenders yeah. and then like moved into that top. But some people, it's like the outliers effect, right? Like from day one, they were the best. So they had the best partner right off the bat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carrie, you come out and you have Misty May as your defender. Yeah. Even though, even if you're really that good, you're stacking up those wins way faster than mm-hmm. the equivalent player who came out but had the less hype and took the third place defender or whatever. Yeah. And so it was also it was obviously beneficial for Sander to get picked up by Exactly. The, That's the four time MVP. Exact point. Yeah. yeah. Two time what was he? Two time MVP? I think one or I two. I don't know about MVP. I know he won at least one and he's yeah. I think he's won defender four, four straight years. years. Yeah, so that's exactly my point. <laughs> yeah, it's helpful. <laughs> Sander was, I mean, by his own words, you know, kind of all over the place last year. Yeah. And uh, he had a guy kind of cleaning up in the back a little bit. Debug. Cleaning up, making it look good. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's scary thinking about this next year. Yeah, when Sander actually kind of figures it out. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, exactly. Um so switching switching to FIVB kind of stuff. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on the new new ball? I don't know if we've talked about the new ball really. Yeah, yet. good point. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's not the Wilson. It doesn't look as good, feel as good. It's true. It doesn't look as good on the podcast. It's nothing like that <laughs> beautiful Wilson yellow mixed in with a little that pinkish red and orange. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, shorts, but those are Wilson, oh, those actually. Are Wilson. Yeah, no kidding. Check out this oh, jacket, look at that too. Jacket. What's our longest standing? Let's check out my sweatshirt. <laughs> oh, it's Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just saying, I mean, just speaking the truth here. <laughs> um, no, I actually like it better than before, like a little bit of an upgrade from the last Mikasa. I feel like it is a, um, I guess, more of a hybrid in between the Wilson. Like, we all. Americans all love the Wilson. Yeah. Even international teams yeah. like, like the Wilson when they finally play with it. And Mikasa kind of made something that's a little less, like, pingy and floats off on you. Like, yeah. it stays more true to your lines, um, which I like. I think you're going to see better volleyball because of it. I think you're going to see bigger jump serving. It's good for Sander because he couldn't get a hold of that thing with his whippy arm. Yeah. He couldn't keep it in mm-hmm. as much as he needed to. And now I think... It's gonna that thing's gonna drop for him. Like the Avandro, the big jump servers are gonna be able to get a hold of it. We've never really seen like besides Avandro and Phil, I guess back in the day, we haven't really seen like gnarly, gnarly jump servers on the world tour. And I think it was really because of the ball. They're gnarly, like Anders, obviously. But, like, where they're consistent. There was a lot of tournaments where guys are going to floats because of the ball that they're using. Mm-hmm. And now I think guys are just going to be teeing off yeah. a lot more. So yeah. you're going to see guys diving on serve-receive mm-hmm. and um, shots are easier. So, like, Adrian might be even scarier with what he can do <laughs> with that thing. <laughs> Bronze medal in his first event. Yeah, exactly. It. It's crazy how much he can cut that other ball and, like, be so accurate with it. Yeah. I think he'll be able to do even more with this new ball mm-hmm. um so yeah a little it just stays a little truer to your it doesn't float off on you as much is it weatherproof you went in the you went in the hail with yeah it. How, i was in the rain with it it's kind of it's kind of slippery same I i'd say yeah. yeah i mean the other ball wasn't good in the rain either yeah. um i don't know my hands are numb when it rains <laughs> over here so yeah. i can't feel yeah. anything yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i mean 
I think it'll change the game, the international game, a little bit for the better. Yeah. I think the I used it. I got out with Sponsel and Therese today. Me and Trambley against mm-hmm. Sponsel and Therese. So it was the first time I've really gotten a good feel of it when I've had touch on the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, the material just seems kind of cheap. I like yeah. the old material better, but this one, I remember Anders, after the World Tour Finals, I think they asked him what he thought of the new ball, and he said, kind of feels like you picked it up at a gas station. Right, yeah, yeah. And and that goes, any new ball straight out of the box, is it'll take a minute to break in. Yeah. And so maybe there's still a break-in process, but I like all of it except for that the material feels just a little yeah. cheap. Mm-hmm. I, I get that, and I, I kind of got past it. Um, it doesn't react like that and you can, you can like palm it. Like you get those gas station ones and they're like just so slippery and plastic. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, this is terrible. Yeah. It hurts your arms. Like it, it reacts well. Um, so I think you'll get past it. Yeah. I don't know. Some people think it, I think they were saying it like drops faster Rather than the last one kind of floats up on you and catch mm-hmm. you high, yeah, this one will really like drop on you because yeah. maybe there's a little more weight to it. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. People have to play with it to figure it out. Yeah. I've never been like the strongest server, but there's been a couple of practices where I've played with it and my serves just like right. die. Yeah. And, you're, and you kind of, you can hit it hard like f- with a float yeah. serve. I've topspin with it a couple of times. Like you can kind of crack it and yeah. it, it stays stays in it yeah exactly really, like yeah sore out like you the pace that back line mm-hmm. whereas with the other one it's like oof, like that thing might go deep and you just if it's coming straight at your chest you just dodge it yeah this one like i feel like you can hit people in the chest and it might land on it's the back line in. Yeah. yeah 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 um did they did they tell you like tell anyone why they switch it was it for hand setting or something or is there like no, a reason i think behind they it? switch it every <laughs> That's, yeah, that's, exactly. That's what I heard. Money. I mean, well, yeah, for sure. But like, I I heard something about how there's the the grooves in it. It's like they want the hand setting to be faster. And there's what this is people like. I don't know if that's. The, I think obviously Mik- money too, my but, guess you know. is that Mikasa wanted a new ball to start selling new balls because yeah. everyone everyone has to buy them now. Yeah. And are then they, sell, are they, they for sale asked, now? Yeah. Pro- I don't. Mean, I don't even think <laughs> I'm, so. I'm waiting for the day because I have no balls. I don't so even think so. Yeah. Um, and then they went to FIB and like help us make the ball and then they gave them like well we're trying to make it more indoor like Mm -hmm. or whatever their strategy was and they probably built it off that it's all marketing for the most part Mm -hmm. I'm guessing yeah I mean and I think uh, you see the the writing on it where I think it also might have been volleyball world saying hey can we get beach pro tour a beach pro tour that's true yeah because there's big big bold lettering beach pro tour so I think it's probably a couple different things but i would say primarily anytime you see a new ball in the market it's probably that they want to make some money right and that's what their business is so more power to them yeah and so if they want to make up stuff about spin technology or hand setting for the grooves whatever yeah (laughs) Yeah. cool say whatever you want yeah (laughs) it's called marketing it's just interesting to release it right like before olympic qualifying with nowhere to buy it either because we're only allotted totally X amount per country. That's a good point. <laughs> like, we're trying to sell this thing, and at its most hype, when everyone's, like, posting about it, because, like, look, a new ball. Right. People can't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So then they're going to, like, get over it by the time that it goes on sale. But yeah. Well, knows? I'm sure most tours will that use Mikasa are going to use that ball now. So, that I mean, they're going to have to buy it anyway. Well, but they want fans, to. like, the people watching, like, that's... Yeah. 
probably the people that buy it most, right? I mean, I'm sure and some yeah. of the players would like. Can't I would. I would purchase. I don't have any, so they like because yeah. they're they a lot like, x, amount, nice x amount. Four. You know, especially with the wind we've been having, the the beach is just flat concrete. Oh my god! And yeah, each brutal. team's given what six balls or whatever whatever the yeah. amount is. Four You're just each, shagging yeah. like crazy, <laughs> and it's going down yeah. the beach like strips many streets down the beach. It's like it'd be nice for everyone. I'm sure if teams are getting you know, however many each, they'd still buy a couple more. Like Tony and I would buy like. Right. Depending on the price, we, we I'd love to have twelve of those balls and oh, yeah. just have it. But we we it's not even up. You're gonna want a discount on that. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. If anybody wants to buy my old Mikasas, thirty bucks a piece. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's the thing. Oh yeah, mine are up for sale too. Then <laughs> <laughs> try selling this for twenty eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, twenty eight. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, so on here asked who invented uh, which team or country invented the jump setting. Invented, Ooh. though. I, th- I don't think anyone can claim that. People have been doing it for years. Yeah. If we say anyone but Adrian Carambula, he will throw a fit. He thinks he <laughs> invented the jump set? No. He, it's zero hilarious. percent chance. Because <laughs> every time someone is, you know, fawning. Then I invented it because I remember doing it on the World yeah. Tour years ago. Wait, my rookie year was the year before Adrian's, right? That I don't know. So I think I have a clip of me doing a, a jump set that worked in Norway my rookie year on tour. And I believe he was rookie of the year the next year. Okay. So sorry, buddy. If you invented it <laughs> that year, then I, I guess I invented it, we which I know is not true for anyone because yeah. guys did it back in the day. It just yeah. wasn't a part of the offense. Yeah. yeah. But could, if you're going to give it to anyone, it's Sweden. We can make this a fun game for the fans. Find us the oldest clip yeah, there you go. of someone jump setting because I would want to know. I think the people who really ushered in and, and made it popular was Bartosz Wojciak and Piotr Kantor, Poland. Yeah. I think they kind of ran it the they, most. They implemented it. Like, it was a part of their offense. Like, yeah. guys did it here and there. I did it randomly. I mean, it was fun and just, like, it worked a few yeah. times improvising. But I think it was all impro- improvising until uh, Lociak and Kantor, Kantor Lociak. And then Sweden became the first jump-setting team. Yeah. So there you have it. But just, I don't know. It's just ramped up. There's no way that nobody back in the early 2000s jump-set, you right. know, ever. Yeah, so that'll be our game for the fans. Yeah, Find us like the that. oldest clip you can of someone jump-setting. I'm going to go look that up later. Message us, us on Instas. Yeah. Instagram message yeah. us. Yeah. And the winner, whoever finds the oldest clip will get a signed Wilson mini ball because we got like 10 of those now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's Done. good. Ooh. Bam. Bam. Wilson giveaway. Just Sandcast made it up on the podcast Instagram DM. Not us personally. You can, but I can't promise that I'll get to it <laughs> soon. <laughs> they get a little backlogged. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. exciting. Good call. Easy. Yeah. I want a sign ball from you guys. <laughs> What does Savvy have to do to get a sign ball from us? <laughs> Walk to my garage. <laughs> babies and I, one more ball, time. Babies and I, yeah. <laughs> one more time. You can have as many free balls as you want. <laughs> Deal. I love it. Um, so someone asked, do you think the Elite 16 and Challenge system is working? How do athletes feel about it? I think that it doesn't seem to be popular amongst the athletes. It but I'll give credit to like Sophie, Brandy, some of the athletes for Taylor Crab. He was like, "Okay, that's the system. Right, we'll just go win." 
Yeah. And it works out. Yeah. Uh, it's like defined working. If the tour is successful, whatever they're doing, that's working. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I personally think it's better than the star system. Um, I just think the points situation was messed up and the, just the, you know, rant, like a team getting on a hot streak, the 30th best team in the world getting a hot streak and being top five all of a sudden, like, that's just not great for the sport in my opinion. Um, and it's just not really a good indicator of like who the best teams in the world are for our Mm -hmm. fans. Um, but I don't know. I'm. I think I'm with everyone. Just I don't really care. Just tell me yeah. what to do. Yeah. Because it's just not worth my time to care. Yeah. Worry about it. Yeah. I think I, directionally, that's a good point. It was a good move because I think the star system had run its course. And yeah, something needed. The to be star system five was five tiers was too many. It was an okay idea if they could have executed it, but with the what they had in place, it just was, yeah, it was too many tiers, and it was watering down the top. That's why, I mean, Grand Slams and Opens were great. Yeah. If you want to make a developmental tour, which is what they wanted to, add the futures in, Mm -hmm. and that's where we're at right now. Yeah. So we're basically back to Grand Slams and Opens. Just Um, with a smaller top tier. Yes. And with the smaller top tier and this new three out of four point system, which is that officially that's staying. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's three out of four for your entry points or whatever, and then it's your best 12 yeah. Finishes from now until yeah. June of twenty twenty four. Well right? what yeah, June what's 9th. cool yeah. about what's cool about now is whereas last year we didn't have that Olympic ranking, so which we're gonna keep you guys posted on. Travis is gonna give you the updates. Mm-hmm. Um that's gonna be a better indicator of the best talent in the world over the actual the entry rank entry rankings. Because you might see a random team up there. Um, but if you look at the Olympic rankings, that's probably going to be a better idea of yeah. like who are the best teams in the world and who are who's doing the best over the this throughout this season. Yeah, the Olympic ranking and the be world, fun to watch the World Championship qualifying the teams that qualify for the World uh, Champs because that's is that your, a whole new list in itself. <laughs> yeah, that's your best six finishes from Doha up through World Champs. Right, and so the teams that qualify for world champs are the ones who have had the best years. And then I'll keep everyone posted on the Olympic ranks, yeah. which is who's doing the best over the course of that 18, yeah. 16 month span. And you got to be on the YouTube channel to watch that. So yep. you might want to subscribe. <laughs> you might want to subscribe. Um, all right. Well, just a couple more here. Um, just a couple. We'll go like just kind of random ones. So, Someone's asking how many hours per day do pro athletes spend working on average? So I'm not sure if that's like a side job or how many oh, hours working? a day are we Ooh. spending like practice, film, lift, recovery, whatever, whatever you guys, however Let's you interpret that. Let's do one of that. each because I think Tri's the only one who can classify as a full-time professional athlete because that's all of your income. Yeah. I'm, I unfortunately have to drive up to my trainers a lot so that takes up <laughs> two hours of my day on lifting days yeah which i've noticed is kind of nice too because it gives me like a break during yeah. the day but lately i've basically been gone like it's been like a nine to five yeah and it, it's gone up every year and i'm always like trying to tighten the bolts on my team and obviously we, i have a lot going on just in general 
um, you know, we got the podcast and business wise and all that. Yeah. So for me, it's like a nine to five, to be yeah. honest. Well, give us kind of the start of the day because I think most day. most yeah. people would look at it as we practice for two hours and you live for one. What else? Do yeah, you do? yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. point. So what else fills the hours? So three days a week, I'm in the gym with my trainer. Uh, five days a week, I'm on the sand. Sand. Let's just say two hours of beach practice, hour and a half in the gym, plus thirty minute warm up. Probably 15 minutes yeah. down. So I'm at the beach at least 30 minutes early, sometimes a little earlier. Um, so that puts me at the beach, let's just say at 9.15. Um, but two days a week, we started doing film, uh, either here in the podcast studio or at USA Volleyball. And then I also do sports psych, which is another 30, 45 minutes, once or twice a week now. Mm-hmm. And that's twice a week. Um, So that'll be before. So we'll start at like 8 a.m. or something. And then run out for a 10 a.m. practice. Um, And then on days I'm not lifting, so like Tuesday, Thursday, let's say, I go to USA Volleyball and have treatment set up there already. If I don't have treatment set up, I do treatment on my own. Um, Or rehab. Like that's the thing. If you're like nursing an injury... It's the worst, not because you're in pain necessarily. I mean, that's one of them. Uh, and it hurts your playing, so you're stressed out. But you have to rehab on top of that. So that's cracking into your free time free time and your relaxing time. Um, but, yeah, and then I end up getting home around 4 or 5. Um, so that's that. And then sometimes we record a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and then we have podcasts <laughs> yeah. once or twice a week. And then... Um, I have a bunch of emails and sponsor stuff, you know, depending on like early in the, eventually the sponsor stuff mellows out when you got in the groove, but you know, trying to do content and all that stuff, answer emails and then just be like a normal human and do those things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Take care of your daughter. It's at least, oh yeah. And be a <laughs> dad. Your wife. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nine to five. Yeah. More than, I mean, more than a nine to five. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you include everything, it it gets a little hectic. That's why, like, it's funny, the more, the older I get, the more, like, just the more the grind is is real, the more I'm, like, it used to be, like, we go on the road, it's like, oh, man, being on the road is the grind. Right. And now it's, like, the Casey Patterson where he's, like, I'm on the road, I'm free. (laughs) Like, it's going to be so much easier once I get on the road. (laughs) I always thought that was funny when he first said that. I was like, we're all over here. Like, the the road is the grind. I can't right. wait to go home and like cruise at <laughs> home. Relax. He's like, no, no, no. I'm trying to get on the road, <laughs> and then I can relax. That's a good point. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm hitting that threshold and breaking through it now. I'm like, oh. yeah. But it's, I'd rather not be away because like being away from your kid when they're growing and like learning and like turning into a human is like, uh, I don't like it. Yeah. And I haven't even left yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's what it is. So what do you, what's your normal, typical day look like? I'll usually wake up around Because you've, you've been doing a lot of uh, commentating stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, commentating, there no two days are the same mm-hmm. because every tournament is in a different country time and time right. zone. And so the Maldives, I was commentating from 10 p.m. to 3 in the morning. Um, so that was weird. Is it the end of one day? Or is it the start of a new day? Right. And it was so funny. My favorite guy to work with, Simon Golding, I asked him, because we had 
the semifinals at I think 10 and 11 p.m. And then we had the medal matches at two and three in the morning. And I was like, Simon, what do I do here? Do I sleep? Do I stay up? He goes, well, Travis, I've done a lot of studies on this. And anything, if you sleep more than an hour and a half, he goes, things get a bit grim. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, all right. So I took an hour nap, got up, and just went about my day like it was the next day. Um, So commentating, there is no routine. Yeah. Yeah. You just figure it out and you go. And the cool thing about commentating is say you start at 6 in the morning and you do matches through 11. You just had a full day, and it's still only noon. Noon. Mm-hmm. So you get to practice, lift, do all your things, yeah. and then, you know, I'm in bed by 8. Go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So non-commentating day is usually up at 6. I write or read until 9 or 10, practice, lift, and then by then I'm pretty mentally gone. Yep. And so I just get ready for the next day. Or I do just get podcast prepped, um, just random stuff like that. Yeah. If I'm doing Italian league, I watch film every night on the teams that I'm doing. And then I just hang out with D. I would get ready to be a dad. It'd be hard for yeah. me to do your lifestyle. Cause I'd be like a total procrastinator for like, cause nobody's telling you like, you have to write at 10 o'clock and then right. to 11. But then if you don't do it, then you're putting it off to the last second and right. blah, blah, blah. It just wouldn't work for me. And I, I need something scheduled and I need something to show up at. Yeah. And like do, or else I just, like my emails and stuff. I've yeah. talked to it's a lot of people. It's hard for me to get to them. Yeah. yeah, I've talked to a lot of people about that kind of stuff. Like when you have emails to get to or you have like little things to do, like forms for US, like random stuff yeah. to do. You have to like, because I'm the same way Schedule as you. It. Like you have to like be like, okay, today from, you know, when I get back from practice and I'm eating lunch and I have an hour and a half at home, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Because if you don't, then it's like, it's not going to happen Yeah. until the last second. And you're like, oh shit. I need exactly. to do this. I feel like so. Travis could do it though. He's like You're, you crush it. He's, yeah, he's gotten past procrastination. <laughs> yeah. Well, I figured out the times where I'm at my best creatively, mm. and I can write my best, and I'm also at just a turbocharged speed. Right. That's a good point. Because I can write. That's good to know. So fast in the mornings because mm. I don't turn my phone on until I'm finished reading and writing. Ah. So my first three hours, I'm completely uninterrupted. Wow. And Delaney sleeps That's through all of it. That's good for your, like, soul, too, I feel like. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's so I good. I should do that. Yeah, that's that's actually what kills me when I commentate is that I start my day on charging, yep. talking to the people on uh, our producers on WhatsApp and researching players, and then I'm getting texts from, you know, like, whoever I'm commentating with. Right. And so commentating, you lose that routine, and then the afternoon, I'm, my mind's just kind of mush mush yeah um so i try to read i'll read the same paragraph 30 times I'm like yeah we're done yeah. <laughs> yeah it's good put on a rogan and stretch yeah yeah <laughs> interesting yeah so i've just found when i work my best and just cherish that i need to turn off like gabby kind of because she's like you kind of like freelancing stuff all day mm-hmm. and like being her own boss and just creating things to be productive um and then her auditions, like, you can get it in within these 12 hours or 24 hours, you know, so she yeah. can do it whenever. But it, like, does not work with me because I, like, get home and, if like, we're done with the pod and I sit down. I'm like, don't, I don't want to look at my phone. I want to talk about business. I yeah. don't want to, I want to turn off fully just kid and then, like, watch my show or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and when it bleeds over, which it has been lately, where it's just, like, you just got to get certain things done. 
I hate it. Yeah. And it crushes me like the next day too. It yeah. just puts me in a bad mood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a mental hangover. Yeah. Where you just fry your brain. And so yeah. I usually, and I've, one thing I've been doing, I've been getting in the habit of physically shutting off my computer. Not just closing it. Yeah. I shut it off. And then if I go try to do something else, it's not on. I'm like, you know what? I'm not turning it back on. Mm. We're yeah. done. <laughs> it's like everyone that's deleting their Instagram app every day. That's, I'm like, that's, that's, what, that's what I do. I get it. Yeah. So you do it. Gabby does it. I'm just like, mm, how about just don't click it? I just don't have the control. <laughs> My problem is, like, I have the control to not look at it. I'd actually like to not look at it, but I have to. Like, so it's like part of work, you know? Yeah. And then that's when it gets me, you yeah. know, when I'm already in there. But, like, in terms of, like, just opening it, I could not open it for a week and I wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. So I'm like, well, you really have to delete it? I do. Because sometimes after I delete it, I'll go search for it and be like, oh, good job, Travis. <laughs> we can't get on it. Hey. <laughs> Do what you got to do. Well, there's a thing on your phone, isn't there, where you can, like... Screen time thing yeah, or whatever? Yeah, the screen time. You can, like... I don't, I don't know if you've done that before. It's too easy to turn you it off, though. You can literally turn it off. <laughs> yeah. I These tried that for These people with no self-discipline, man. <laughs> yeah. Zana, it's too Zana easy. Zana was over one day, and she was showing me and Delaney something on Instagram, and the screen time thing came up, and he's like, no, 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 not yet. Not <laughs> yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're useful tools, but they're easy to kind of circumnavigate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be like a 15-minute process to, like, log back in. Yeah. Like, it kicks you off for 15 minutes, so you're just like, oh, well, I'm over it then. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's smart. Anyway, that was a long answer. Yeah. Hey, we didn't. You didn't even talk about creating content in your oh, job. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I mean that's getting tired of thinking about this. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I I'm not. We have a team in place. Like that's been the biggest thing for me to stay productive and like do so much is having Travis, having Frito on board, mm-hmm. having the whole you know an agent. I have a someone who creates all my workouts. I have people in charge of my treatment. That's how I do a lot. And I just show up. So I'm like the team manager, you know? I'm like, we all happy here? It's the way to be. You good at your job? You good at yours? Yeah. You're good? Are we all good? Am I doing yeah. too little? Does this time work you know, for check you? Check in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm basically managing the schedule and making sure the schedule's full with everything it needs to be. Yeah. And then I let, I try to let, let my coach coach, let my partner be my partner, let Travis do him thing. Um, and tweak along the way. Yeah. But yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Delegating is the way to go. Delegating, yeah. yeah. We haven't even talked about your sauna, sauna ice bath. It's a part of recovery, oh, but yeah, like big that's sauna like, guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just roasting in the other I was, day. I was at the gym, <laughs> and, and I think it was Sponsel, Sarah Sponsel. I can't remember, but every time I'm in the gym, almost every time I'm in there, so at least someone's in the sauna and it's like Trevor will be in the ice bath or the Kalinskis they go in the sauna Taylor Crowd he goes in the sauna there's just certain people that are like consistently doing that um and Tri is always sauna cold tub sauna cold tub and the other day he was in there laying down <laughs> on the bench for like I mean do you remember how long it was Sarah smells like who's in the sauna they've been there for I'm like it's Tri I can see his like leg tat I know that's Tri <laughs> But like, he's been laying down for quite because you you, check on you know when someone gets you just see him get out and yeah. go he goes gets out showers gets in, my the, co- gets in the cold tub goes to the sauna like it's a whole thing that you just see it's like someone's process and you it's right in front of you and I'm like 
I'm not worried about him because it's trying. He does it all the time, but he's been laying in there for like at least 30 minutes. Like yeah. he was in there for a long time. Yeah. So I didn't have, I usually like to do like the 15, two, 15, two, 15, two. And I only, I didn't have that much time. So I just did like five minutes straight to my like chin in the ice to where I was like shivering just to give like that by the polar yeah. cold hot and then I did like 25 30 I I don't know the the it timer ran out yeah. <laughs> I was just getting I was trying to get myself to the point where I was very uncomfortable mm-hmm. and then like see if I can go a little further yeah in a healthy way people like I, I'm a little experienced in this I love but, hot cold but that was my oh. strategy it was like yeah. two really gnarly sessions rather than three yeah uh, cuz I didn't have time and yeah. But it was funny when I came out. You guys were looking at me. Just like he's alive. He's just like beat red. Yeah. yeah. I, I know his eyes are like yeah. he's so red. We're like, oh my god, he's alive. <laughs> yeah. We're a little worried, but a little mental challenge. I love saunas. Yeah. That's the I Are you love still doing it pretty gains. consistently? Yeah, go yeah. Riviera Hell Spa. Yeah. Try to go. Oh yeah. I try to go on You're Sundays. A Riviera guy? I just go back and forth. Oh, yeah, it's the best. Yeah, 15, 5, and then... Some the, characters in there, too. Oh, my gosh, some <laughs> serious characters. I never want one of those massages or whatever is going no. on. The scrubs. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> There's, like, these public What's tables happening? that, like, people get scrub down. Like, basically, it's just a scrub. Like, yeah. like I don't want to take a bath or like shower. Like exfoliation? So you, like, you, yeah, you rinse me while I just lay on the table <laughs> naked. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Oh, would, yeah. And it's a dude just coming in. But the dude yeah. will come in like his tidy whities <laughs> So the guy's in his tidy whities The other guy on the table is naked. And it, I'm just like, mm, no, dude, definitely not trying to get we, near that. We did one of those in. We yeah, did right. one of those in. Tunnel where vision. were we? Morocco. And everyone was like, oh, my God, you have to go to this spa. You get like, you go in and you get scrubbed down and then you get a massage and it's all this like things. It's like that, the Turkish massage. Yeah, yeah. It was a whole thing. thing. And so I went with Evan and, and we didn't know, like everyone was like, oh, yeah, you're in there butt naked. And so oh. we like, we, but they don't speak English either. So they don't tell you like. Right. Oh, you don't know. T- they just give you a robe and some slippers yeah. and they tell you where to go. And so we were just like. Do we get naked? Do right. we not? And like he, uh, and I was like, if I was with another girl, I think it'd be different. But right. Evan walking around in there naked, and I, and and this lady's in there. It was just right. such a weird experience. <laughs> We're in this really steamy room, and she's bathing us, and we just kept our underwear on. But it was just a, it's just a, it's such a weird experience with just a random person, like fully. I had that same experience with Trevor this year. We <laughs> <laughs> were like. We're like trying to get massages, and it yeah. came with like the ba- the full Turkish bath. Yeah. So we did yeah. the whole, thing. and it's like a massive stone, right? It's all like heated up yeah. and stuff. But I'm like, it's weird to me that we're on the same stone right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go into the same room, like our massage table. I'm like, did we get a couple? <laughs> <laughs> And you don't know because people in other countries is like not a big deal, like yeah. nudity, yeah. like being around, and we're just like, don't look at me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> America's the only country that's weird about. Nudity. Yeah, it's yeah funny. pretty much. Man, yeah. Well, we were in Italy for snow volleyball. We went to a kind of spa, like yeah. a bunch of different saunas, steam rooms, yeah. pools. And we get there, and it's a nude spa. Right. Like most of them are out there. But yeah. we didn't realize that we, until we walked into the sauna. Yeah. yeah. And the guy was like, no, 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 like you guys can't have clothes. And right. Zahn like turns white. And he's yeah. like, Katie can't see this. 
because Katie Spieler was still oh. <laughs> and they were dating and so Zahn runs grabs Katie like out of the women's locker room is like you can't go in there there's too many naked dudes <laughs> <laughs> so they just went to the pool <laughs> yeah that's so true it was hilarious I, I was in probably I don't even know what country but I was just in the sauna by myself and the lady walked in with no top on or whatever just towel I was like now I feel bad because I'm like fully like board shorts up, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then she's like ignoring me and like, like am I not supposed to be in here? Right now? Like, <laughs> it's weird that you yeah. have no, and it's just us. I'm just like, yeah, I should yeah. probably leave. I don't know. <laughs> not so sure what fun. to do here. Because <laughs> it'd be even weirder for me if I just took my shorts off. Yeah. <laughs> she walks in and then oh oh now I'll take my shorts off. We gotta get naked now. <laughs> and you can't speak to the person because they speak a different language. So I was just like, yeah, oh, probably time man. to go. International travel. You never yeah. know what you're gonna get. Oh yeah. <laughs> Should we just end it on that note? Yeah, Community. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. We have to cut anything out there. I don't think so. I think that's just you know. We're, no visuals on this podcast. Yeah, you know, exactly. We're clothed. Right, we are clothed in case you're not watching the YouTube video. <laughs> no one's on my couch. <laughs> sharing couches. Well, let's end then on, um, since this was kind of an AVP preview yeah. podcast, just um, let's say who do we think are going to be the biggest breakthrough athletes on the AVP this year? I think last year was kind of like Sander, obviously, but Timmy, mm. Timmy the Brew. He already broke biggie. through, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So who do you guys think are going to have the biggest breakout years? Like um, Evan and Logan are already broken through. But they, right? could, they could break to that next level. They could level. break through another level. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So could Kyle and Tim. They're, they're, and they're Tim. right there with Logan and Evan, I'd yeah. say, right? Hold Kinda. on. I got to pull up the AVP. Yeah. Well, you do yours first. I know you, you, um, you got the list of names in your Yeah. I need you to hit me with some names. For the women, I'm picking, this will make our Texas listeners pretty happy, uh, Katie Dickens. She's mm. a stud. She is awesome. She's a stud. She had played with Jen Ketty for the whole season, and mm. then they, I think somebody had a, a wedding or something, so Jen ended up, Katie qualified for Central Florida with Carly Scott, mm. and so ended up getting third with her, but I think Katie Dickens will be one of my biggest breakthroughs, and Carly Scott's probably on that list yeah, as well. Yeah, I agree. So I'd go my top three for the women. I'd go, if I'm betting, I would be hammering down on putting bets on Maddie Mae Anderson. She's going to play with Molly Turner. And that would be my biggest winner. Maddie Mae, Katie Dickens, Carly Scott, slash Deanna Kraft. Mm. Those would be the three women. Mm. Is Carly Khan broken through? I don't think so. I think she had one good event. Yeah. Does she have a a part like a? She signed up for. Who she signed she up? She signed with? up with Jen Ketty, who she won oh, right, the yeah. Central Florida AVP for Miami. Dude, she's nasty. Yeah. yeah. When she's good, she's good. It's really always been like a partnership. Yeah. Thing. I named my. I'm taking Carly. Player. How are It's the Carly Con Award. She's Miss the goat. Underrated. We call her the goat. <laughs> Greatest Hawaiian girl. She is. She's so Last sad. year was fun because Therese Cannon became the first AVP winner. From New York. Oh, inside. interesting. Jen Ketty, first from Montana. Carly Khan, first from Hawaii. Hmm. <clears throat> There's a lot of new. year before that days. was Taryn, probably, from South Dakota. Where is she from? South, uh, South Dakota. Alaska? <laughs> <laughs> it's all the same up there. The Dakotas are covered because Betsy is technically from one of the Dakotas, but mm-hmm. I credit Arizona. Oh, for, okay. For Betsy. Um, 
Do you have any breakthrough women? Carly Khan. Carly Khan. That's your pick. No bias Gotta there. Stick with my heart. <laughs> Seth, I still. I just think she's. I know. Gnarly. I'm looking. Um, she is gnarly. I mean, this is obviously selfishly like. I just I think Tony's due for like a good season too. Mm-hmm. Just with all of her, all of her injury stuff, I just. Oh yeah, what about Savvy? I just yeah. no, Jeez. leave Sitting me right out. Here. I got fire up. Hopefully, but I. <laughs> I just think Tony's been working so hard with her all the recovery stuff, and she's been, you know, she. We practice, and then she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go back out at like 2:30 and go get more reps," and she crushes it in the gym. So I I just think she's due for something. I think. <clears throat> just with all the injury stuff, I, I think yeah. she's she's due for one for sure. And then I think Carly Scott for sure um, is when I trained against her today, and she's looking good. Um, and then Kylie DeBerg. I'm not sure Ooh, if she's going to go indoor or beach, but we'll see. Depends. Mm. It might not be this year, but if she goes beach, maybe next year. I don't know because she's she's just – she's got the size and she's strong, and I think the more – if she's another – NCAA season under her belt, that might be someone to look out for as well. So. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Through Avery Popenga, loosely out there mm-hmm. as well. That girl's athletic. Very jumpy. Yeah. Very. It's it's cool to see her like spring out of the sand. You're like, yeah. whoa. That's I think, a little. I think her aunt is Carrie Popenga. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So she's kind of Hawaiian. Got a little Hawaiian roots in there. In the Where's she from? I thought she was from Hawaii. Maui or something. Avery or Carrie? Avery. She actually. Did she, she go to high be. school in? She I think she went to be. high school in Maui. Okay, we'll give. Yeah, the Hawaiians are tra- are the picks. <laughs> Taking Avery too. <laughs> Avery yes. goes. And then for the guys, the guys, I'm looking right now. Leela. Yeah, well, Leela would be a good pick. He would probably be the easiest, right? Because mm-hmm. he's got the partner too. Yeah, he's got the partner. He's putting the he's putting the work. He's finally kind of broken through a little bit. Sean Cook. Ooh, yeah, Sean Cook With would Jeremy. be a breakthrough. Breakout territory. He's at that point. Mm-hmm. And it's, at an op- it's, it's kind of an opportunity for K-Spirit to sort of be a comeback player. I haven't yeah. watched Leela enough. Like, I really haven't watched him at all. Like, I'm buying into the hype after hearing him on the pod, hearing his Hawaiian roots, you know. Uh, listen, when you got reps out there, I know it just it says something about the foundation of your game. Anyway, um. But Sean Cook is really freaking good. Yeah. I'm actually surprised. Well, he needs the, the right partner. But, like, when you're training with that guy, like, he seems like he could just be, like, another world tour player. Yeah. And I haven't seen that translate to AVP yet, which he's barely played, right? Yeah, because he, him and Logan had a weird thing last year. I think, well, th- their problem was that they're just dressing up like elves or something. <laughs> like, every time, like, <laughs> something. When you got tassels, like, tickling your belly button. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I can side out either. Yeah. So maybe a, a little fashion over function there. Yeah. Sean was going for the content. And he Sean makes loves content. Yeah. content. Yeah. yeah, solid follow. He, he might be my number one Instagram account to follow. Yeah. We'll have to make that a list, top 10 mm. Instagram accounts. Sean's on That's that good. list. Yeah, That's good. Yeah, there you good. go. That's a good point. So, so breakouts for the guys, Sean, Leela, and I think... DJ Klasnich can play AVPs this year. Yeah, I, I just saw his name on here, Serbian, too. The Serbian Prince. Oh. I think he practiced against him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I put DJ pretty high up there. DJ's mm-hmm. good. He's very mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And he, I mean, his touch on the ball, like, yeah. he has that wrist. His high line is really good. Yeah, he is good. Is Cody Caldwell, like, in that category as well? Yeah. Or no? I'd throw him out there. 
It would think be. Him and Chase I are think playing. With Chase, and that could Miami. be that could be a Frishy. good duo. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of team where they can beat anyone on any, any given day. Mm-hmm. Good serving team. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there's my three. Yep. It's a good solid list. Any guys for you, Saf? You can you can go with Obviously Evan. Obviously got a room for Evan and yeah. Logie, of course. And I was thinking DJ as well. That that's my Okay. Yeah, my Evan Logan's gonna be interesting. I mean, they've already like kind of tapped that that tier two. They're on the cusp. Right? Nudged up. Just, yeah. 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 They're knocking on the door. Yeah. I mean, you gotta assume they're gonna get better, both of them. Especially Evan. He's a few years younger than Logan, right? Isn't Logan like twenty eight? Logan's twenty seven. Twenty seven. Evan's twenty five. Okay. God, he's such a baby, man. I don't know. <laughs> so young. Yeah. Well, maybe. So. Well, baby. Hoping, hoping, hoping for them. Yeah. Rooting for them, my travel buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see who breaks out in Miami. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And in the Miami, go the boss. get some. Yeah. yeah. Go yeah. get some out there. I could see those two making that final in Miami. Well, they're going to the Puffs. Oh, sorry. Which okay. is awesome for me. <laughs> yeah. Get out. Oh, they'll be on the yeah. Balls, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's their first time trying to crack the world tour, like, yeah. for real, right? For real. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. All right. We'll right guys. see. All Let's right. go. All righty. Well, I think the next time we have a fan question episode, I'll have a baby. Oh my god. Holy gosh. guacamole. Yeah. So shit's about so to the hit next the next one's in April? Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> my gosh. You so have a little baby. You gotta yeah. have Delaney come in with the baby. Yeah. That's coming. How about how about M Day? I saw her yeah. little little, she's like, it's starting to pop a little bit. Kleinman, Second trimester. Kleinman, M Day, Sheila Shaw. Sheila Shaw, wow. Sheila Shaw. Yep. Kendra Van Zweeten. Whoa. What? Yeah. I'm not up to date. Nice. Yes. <laughs> and then the Bjork's, work. Bjork's wife. Bjork, yeah. yeah. Our kids are due within five days of each other. Crazy. And of course, Bjork's like, my kid's coming first. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, okay. All right. That's We fine. got a long time with them. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to have another one anytime soon? Um, Whenever Gabby wants. Yeah. She's just been trying to get momentum with work and stuff. Yeah. And now we're like creeping up on Olympics. So I'm like, oh, great. But yeah, whenever. Yeah. But yeah. I think we will yeah. eventually. Yep. Fantastic. Sweet. I love it. All right, guys. Good hanging. Shoots. Shoots.